Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. On today's show, we talk about the Trump administration's proposal to build or replace 63 miles of border fencing in Pima and Cochise counties. We speak with one of the plaintiffs, border law enforcement, and a Cochise County rancher. Most of the lawsuits deal with the potential environmental impacts of extending and replacing border fencing in southern Arizona. But one proposed section of border fence would pose a threat to a sacred tradition of a tribe that lives on both sides of the border. From the Fronteras desk in Hermosillo, Mexico, Murphy Woodhouse reports. The U.S. government hopes to build roughly 43 miles of baller-style fencing in Pima County. It would run along the edge of Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument and the Cabeza Prieta National Wildlife Refuge. While not passing through the reservation, it would cut through the route used by the Ta'anaatam tribe for their salt pilgrimage. It would cause a sacred journey to see on its traditional route that has been done for many, many years. That's Verlin Jose, the governor for tribal members south of the border. He says the pilgrimage is a rite of passage for young men, and salt harvested from the Sea of Cortez coast is used in ceremonies. Right now, tribal members cross low-slung vehicle barriers into Mexico for the pilgrimage. The local government in Mexico approved a resolution opposing the wall. From Hermosillo, Mexico, I'm Murphy Woodhouse. The Center for Biological Diversity filed suit almost immediately when the Trump administration revealed plans to expand border fencing in southern Arizona. Of particular concern for the center is the possible environmental impact, given that the fencing would mostly go across national wildlife refuges and monuments. One stretch would cross the San Pedro River. We spoke with Lakin Jordal, the borderlands campaigner for the center. We spoke before the Supreme Court ruled late this week to allow the Trump administration to use defense dollars to pay for border wall construction. We are absolutely fundamentally opposed to this project um, because of the extreme amount of environmental devastation it would cause. Um, These miles of wall would cut through two different units of the National Park Service, cut through different wildlife refuge. They would wall off uh, the last free-flowing river in Arizona. Um, This proposal would be absolutely devastating for the environment. What's the status of that wall project? So that wall project um, was actually stopped by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, about two weeks ago. Um, The Trump administration has already appealed that to the Supreme Court. Um, So our our guard is very much still up, um, and these walls haven't been stopped for good. And the issue that the Ninth Circuit ruled on was the use of Department of Defense dollars to build a border wall, and they said that was inappropriate, correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing you learn in American government class. There's the separation of powers principle, right? So Congress controls the purse strings. Uh, They control where taxpayer dollars are allocated. Um, And in this attempt, the president tried to uh, leverage this money from the military budget without congressional approval. And the court stepped in and said, no, that's not how government works. In addition to how the wall was going to be funded or could eventually be funded, The federal government also suspended a lot of environmental rules that normally would have to be dealt with. What were some of the things that were suspended? So in order to rush construction of these walls in Arizona, um, the Trump administration waived 41 different environmental, public health, cultural resource protection, and tribal sovereignty laws. Um, These are the most important environmental laws on the books. Laws like the National Environmental Policy Act, the Endangered Species Act, 
also laws that protect cultural resources and tribal sovereignty, like the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. And we can assume that because they're waiving all of these laws, um, the construction of this wall would actually impact grave sites, endangered species, historic places. And this attempt to waive all of these laws, I mean, it really undermines um, any semblance of a transparent public process. And it also shows us just how damaging these border walls would be. So people understand, I have the benefit of looking at the maps you brought, but not everybody uh, knows these areas. There are proposals to put the bollard-style fencing, as the government calls it, through um, Organ Pipe National Monument. Now, there's a little bit of fencing there, and there's also a vehicle barrier there right now, correct? Correct. And the vehicle barrier environmentally is not a problem? Yeah, so the vehicle barrier, um, it's about four to five feet in height, um, and it's actually made up of old steel railroad ties. Um, There's ample space for wildlife to pass under or over these vehicle barriers. They pose almost no threat to wildlife migrations. Um, A 30-foot high solid steel bollard wall, on the other hand, would stop almost every wildlife species in their tracks. And that's not all. CBP is proposing to actually install 24-hour night lighting on top of these walls, um, which would be detrimental not just to wildlife that lives on the ground, but to migratory birds, to owls. The, The list of impacts is long and severe. And the center has also sued the federal government over the environmental laws, correct? Correct, yeah. The center's sued the Trump administration more than half a dozen times, um, challenging their relentless attacks on wildlife and communities in the borderlands. Um, And we'll continue to fight in the courts and in the streets um, until these attacks cease. We're talking with Lakin Jordal, the borderlands campaigner for the Center for Biological Diversity. Environmental groups, including the center, have raised particular concern about some new fencing that will go across the San Pedro River. Would it actually stop the flow of the river? What's the concern? So we have made repeated attempts to ask Border Patrol what they're planning. Um, They want to wall off the last free-flowing river in Arizona, but they will tell us absolutely nothing about their plans. And anything that would stop the passage of people through this area would also stop the flow of water. Um, So we're really concerned that that what they're proposing for the San Pedro might actually create a dam, um, and that would result in severe flooding concerns. Um, And I think something really special would be lost if we end up damming the last free-flowing river in Arizona with a border wall. And I assume, especially, uh, thankfully, we've finally gotten monsoon rain this year, that that type of wall could also have an impact uh, when we get flooding from monsoon. Absolutely. Yeah, the San Pedro, um, most of the year it's just a trickle, but in monsoon season, it swells up to the size of the Colorado River. Um, We're talking a serious amount of stream flow. Um, And it's also really concerning. Anything they could build in the floodplain there could easily be washed out by, by such a flow. Um, We've seen border walls in Oregon Pipe and near Nogales actually be bowled over in monsoonal floods. And this is a result of extremely poor planning and no consultation on the part of Border Patrol when they put these walls in. There's going to be somebody out there listening to this who says, environment, who cares? Uh, We have one or two jaguars that come across. They don't come very far into Arizona, so they stay in Mexico. Who cares if rattlesnakes can't come across? Why is it a big deal? Well, you know, hundreds of species cross the border every day. They have evolved for millennia to migrate freely through the desert. Um, Today, it's 107 degrees in Tucson. It's really difficult to find water in the desert. Oftentimes, animals have to travel far and wide to find water, food, shelter. Um, And building a wall right through the core of their habitat would do profound harm to their ability to survive. 
are there concerns also, as we've seen in Organ Pipe National Monument, where if there's more fencing and walls up, that we'll just get more vehicle traffic from Border Patrol driving around? Yeah, I think there is some concern um, about that. And I mean, at the core of this issue, the border wall is not going to stop people or drugs from crossing the border. Um, I myself have scaled the border wall in a matter of 15 seconds. At its best, it's a simple speed bump or a deterrent. Um, but the border wall will absolutely stop the flow of water, um, stop the migration of wildlife, and profoundly change um, some of our most beautiful desert wilderness landscapes in Arizona forever. What about pushing people into other environmentally sensitive areas or up onto the Tohono O'odham Nation? Yeah, there is some concern that these new walls will funnel um, people and vehicle traffic into the Tohono O'odham Nation. And as a result, that will actually channel more enforcement activity into the nation. And folks who live out there are already subjected to warrantless searches. Um, they're essentially occupied by Border Patrol. Um, and there is some concern that these proposals will funnel more traffic into the nation and result in further militarization um, of, of that sovereign nation. Supporters of fencing the wall will make the argument that when it comes to the environment, that people crossing the border do environmental damage, leaving garbage, walking through sensitive areas and carving trails. Is that a valid argument? Um, you know, I think it's not. I, I actually, my origin to this work, I worked with the National Park Service in Oregon Pipe National Monument, um, working on wilderness stewardship issues. We were looking at damage to wilderness. And by far, the single biggest damage that was resulting um, came from Border Patrol enforcement activities. In one year, Border Patrol reported driving 17,000 miles off-road in designated wilderness, um, ripping through sensitive landscapes um, and, and endangered species habitat. Um, so while there is some impact to, to migrants crossing through the desert, the real perpetrator here is Border Patrol. And those impacts that are left behind by migrant trash, you know, that's, that's easy to mitigate. It's easy to pick up. If we build a solid border wall, it's going to last generations. So from the research for the lawsuits, has the center been able to figure out why the Department of Homeland Security wants to build these walls across the Oregon Pipe National Monument, Cabeza Prieta, and other places like that? You know, it's it's been perfectly clear from the beginning of this border wall craze that there's nothing tactical about the wall. It's a political stunt. It's a campaign promise. Um, and folks in D.C. and President Trump and people in DHS have not thought out what the landscape here is actually like. They're not talking to communities um, actually on the ground in the border. Um, there have been 38 different resolutions passed by border communities, by Tucson, by Pima County. The sheriff uh, of Santa Cruz County has come out strongly against the border wall. Far and wide, border communities reject this notion that we need a border wall to keep us safe. All right. Thanks for sitting down with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. That was Lakin Jordahl with the Center for Biological Diversity. This week, we're talking about the Trump administration's proposal to replace or build more than 60 miles of border fencing in Pima and Cochise counties, specifically on federal lands set aside for wildlife and habitat protection. Customs and Border Protection declined our request for an interview due to the ongoing litigation, but sent us a statement. It explains that earlier this year, the Department of Defense agreed to help the Department of Homeland Security and Customs and Border Protection with building 129 miles of new border barriers. That includes up to 63 miles in the Tucson sector, in locations where, quote, there continues to be unacceptably high levels of illegal entry of persons and drugs. A statement goes on to say, quote, The new barriers will improve Border Patrol's operational efficiency because they will replace dilapidated or outdated barriers. 
Those projects were put on hold after two lower federal courts and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the government cannot use defense funds to construct the barriers. The Trump administration asked the Supreme Court to allow the use of the funds. Late this week, the high court ruled the Trump administration can start using military funds for wall construction. The 28 rural counties, there's 31 total, but the 28 rural counties are a direct byproduct byproduct, excuse me, of this federal government's plan for the last 30 years. It's changed how we live. It's changed how we uh, look at our properties. That's why a lot of folks in Cochise County, I mean, they might be two hours from a response. So that's why they protect their properties. They're their first line of defense. And you think it'd be law enforcement, but in rural counties, it's them, the ranchers and the farmers and the citizens. So what we did in Cochise County several years ago, we said enough's enough. And Sheriff Deaver was on this campaign we did, took some virtual funds, which is 99.9% privately funded. It's not tax dollars. We got 500 virtual cameras out right now. It's a wireless camera system. We're looking at 700 by the end of the year. We have a collective partnership with Border Patrol, the ports. We have a 100% conviction rate in our county. If we catch you, you're going to go to prison. It's not even discretionary. And that goes for the juveniles, too. And we've done education. We've done prevention. Uh, we have a ranch advisory folks. The ranchers have all come together and citizens are living. They help us tell us what's going on every day based with two deputies that work ranch patrol. That's all they do. It's worked well. And, and the cartels are now going around Cochise County. So the administration wants to add and redo fencing in Cochise County. You have this virtual fence network of all these cameras. Do you need the administration, the Department of Homeland Security, to, to put up more fencing in Cochise County? It sounds like your plan is working just fine. You don't need the fence. Now, first of all, our virtual camera, we went to areas where the federal government didn't go, into some of the environmental areas, into private lands, into washes, areas that we knew the cartel was directed 30 years to go. So you won't be surprised to hear that our numbers are great, working with Border Patrol. The drugs, we haven't had a significant drug loading in the desert in Cochise County for a year and a half to two years since we started this. So Cochise, which has always been on the front line of smuggling when it comes to drugs, is like the best on the 31 border counties. I'm very impressed with that. I'm impressed with my community that supported this, our collective partnerships with CBP, our local agencies, our governor, Governor Ducey, was very supportive on this. He provided me eight more deputies to help sponsor this and support this program. We've done it. Plus, we have, we're the only agency in the country that I know of that has the military, the National Guard, that watches our cameras 24-7. So we've done everything in a collective manner, complementary manner, to secure Cochise County the best I can do at a local level, but it's worked. It, it really sounds like you have figured out how to do this where the federal government hasn't, and not only have you figured it out, you're actually doing it. We're actually doing it. It's not just talk. There's enough talk for the last 30 years of what should happen. You know, we talk about it and what you asked me here a minute ago about the, the barrier. I look at the barrier as a symbol of trespass. Has it worked? Does it define where you should be, yes, it does. And that's how I look at it. All, you look at residential areas around every city, every county in this country, and there's personal fencing. All, And it's not going to stop you in most cases. If you're going to come across, you're coming across. But it's a deterrent. It's a symbol of trespass and expresses the fact that, hey, you can't come through here. And it slows it down, and there's no doubt about that. And the fencing that's there has pushed them into, you were saying, more environmentally sensitive areas, so you've dealt with that with cameras instead of fencing. True, the virtual side of it. We did it with that because I, I don't have the funding. Build a border fence is millions and billions of dollars that I don't have. 
But to put a virtual system that people said you'd never be able to do it, Sheriff. You never could do this. Well, I take that challenge on. We took it on in a positive way, and we showed that it did work. We see the cartels coming up on the our adjacent counties smuggling all the time with drugs. They, they skirt Cochise because they know when you have 100%, if we catch you, go to prison. Our percentage capture rate was 59.8%, which is amazing. If we see you on camera, there's almost a 60% chance we're going to get you, which is very, very high. Our county is the 30th largest landmass county in the country. So with 93 deputies to chase a lot of people around, that's why we need our Border Patrol partners, and they need us. we got to do this together. So it has. It's worked. So we've proved that you can secure this border. It's not all about the physical barrier. It's a, a collective effort of everybody working together, having infrastructure, technology, and most important, I don't see how to Washington, D.C. is the will. You've got to have the will to do it. Somebody's going to hear this and hear you say there's a lot less traffic through Cochise County. Then why do we need this new fencing in Cochise County? Do you have an answer? I know you're not with the, the administration in Washington, but do you have an answer? Well, you know, I know they did studies and they worked with communities. I know I brought my communities that felt they weren't involved in this conversation with DHS to put this fencing up there. We connected the two. Uh, the assistant secretary came down, deputy secretary. They met with some of my ranchers and discussed this. Where they want to put the fencing is just an extension of what they've already done. Remember, this plan hasn't been touched for almost three decades. So to build upon what they've already done, to build upon their successes, where they've protected those areas, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm not at all. But we need to make sure my community is involved, that every community of 31 border counties, those respective communities are involved in this decision. Otherwise, you're telling them, our, we're smarter than you. We're just going to do it. No, no, no. This is in our backyard. We want to make sure what you build in our backyard looks and is satisfying to us, plus serves a purpose. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for having me. That was Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels. The proposed fencing in Pima and Cochise County will go exclusively on federal lands, which were set aside to protect the natural environment. Critics say the walls will do serious damage to the lands and species they were created to protect. The Trump administration suspended dozens of federal environmental laws that normally provide oversight and impact analysis for projects of this nature, meaning there's no environmental review of the fence project. We reached out to Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument, Cabeza Prieta, and San Bernardino National Wildlife Refuges and the San Pedro National Riparian Conservation Area, places that would all receive new walls. The operating agencies for those parks declined our interview requests and directed us to U.S. Customs and Border Protection and the Department of Homeland Security. CBP requested comments from those agencies about the impacts of the proposed wall projects, even though the environmental review was suspended. We asked for records of those comments through the Freedom of Information Act, but have not received them yet. John Ladd is a rancher whose Cochise County property lies on the border. His family has ranched the more than 16,000 acres between Naco, Arizona and the San Pedro River for more than a century. Ten and a half miles of border fencing marks the southern boundary of the Ladd Ranch. He says the fence, which was built in 2006 and 2007, has made a difference. And I wasn't so much concerned about the illegal traffic coming. It was the trespass cattle coming out of Mexico. And I was putting 125 head a week back into Mexico. There was nothing to stop anything up until about 2006. 
you and I have talked uh, about fencing. Uh, I've stood at your fence uh, with you and others. And you've often said fencing is only part of the solution. You have a lot of Border Patrol running up and down your property. What's the rest of the solution? Consequences. There has to be a penalty for coming into this country illegally. And even though when you were with me, you know, we, I think we saw four different agents uh, on the border. Uh, that isn't enough. And, and Border Patrol doesn't have the manpower. And Washington doesn't have the will to put Border Patrol on the border because it's dangerous. Um, that, that's the biggest fallacy that, well, you come to work with a gun and you're a federal agent. By God, there might be some danger, but there's no enforcement and, and there is really no consequences. If you get caught coming across the border, it's like a traffic ticket the first time. Part of the administration's proposal now is to put a fence across the river, which is, as you said, the end of your property. Do you disagree with extending the, the fence across the river? I do. That, uh, in general, I'm in favor of the fence. Uh, it, it can't be built everywhere, but uh, the San Pedro River, it, that's a bad idea. It isn't going to do any good. You, it's a box culvert type design that Oh, you're going to have 10 or 12 foot openings and you're not going to be able to seal it off with steel grates or anything else. And why go to the challenge from the environmental community to build something across the San Pedro? Uh, What they have down there now is Border Patrol has an agent parked down at the river. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the best scenario you could possibly want. Do you see a lot of traffic down in that area, even though there's an agent sitting there? Yeah, that that's still a corridor down there, but uh, they go around him, and that's where we needed, you know, instead of one, we need four, but they can't do it. They don't have the, they really don't have the manpower to do that. The Cochise County Sheriff has put up cameras in a lot of areas where there isn't fencing. He says it's made a big difference. Have you seen a change in Cochise County? Absolutely. That Sabre team is the only relief we've had in 30 years. They have completely shut down the drugs on our ranch. We haven't had drugs on the ranch in 18 months because of the Sabre team. Can you explain for folks who don't know what the Sabre team is? Governor Ducey and DPS and our county sheriff came up with this program, and they named it the Sabre Team. And there's uh, seven officers on that team, and they've deployed game cameras that use a cell phone signal to have immediate response when the camera goes off. And they've placed them in all the strategic known corridor trails. And so you have a real-time idea of what crossed the camera and what are they carrying. And so then between the sheriff department and Border Patrol, they respond immediately and they catch them. Anybody transporting drugs on that camera, it's a minimum of a two-year jail sentence. It really sounds like a combination of technology and and law enforcement bodies available to respond. D- 
doing almost a better job than than traditional fencing because you've had that up since the early 2000s but you said it's only been 18 months since you haven't had drugs on the ranch right yeah and that that's a that's a fair statement i you know even though i'm i'm supportive of donald trump's opinion of the border and wanting to build the fence or the wall or whatever you want to call it uh it's just a tool that has not been utilized because of the there is absolutely no consequences you mentioned earlier about building more fencing and putting it across different areas. And you said it's just going to bring lawsuits, especially putting it across the San Pedro. Do do people in Cochise County worry about the potential environmental effects uh, of putting up more fencing? Well, there there is a, a percentage of people in Cochise County that are against any kind of border security and the majority of them don't live in a rural setting and they don't certainly don't ranch and and so they're looking at it as a humanitarian effort all of the environmental agencies or groups or you know none of them have a clue about the impact on the economy to Cochise County because of illegal immigration and drugs but yet, they're the ones that are filing the lawsuit. You said uh, one of the things that was happening before you had fencing on your property was you had a lot of cattle coming across from Mexico, trespassing, as you said, trespassing cattle. Were you getting a lot of just wildlife coming across? Uh, and I assume, if you were, you've seen a change on that. The fence, absolutely is going to stop most of the mammals, deer, javelina. Cats can climb it, mountain lion, and, you know, uh, thank God we haven't had any jaguars down here, but um, but they can climb it. So it isn't stopping them, but uh, it does close off some of the wildlife corridors between the sky islands. You know, we we have the big mountain range in, in Mexico across from us, and but even though it certainly stops the travel, I haven't seen a difference in the numbers of deer javelina. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, John. Well, thank you. That was border rancher John Ladd. And that's the buzz for this week. A look ahead at next week, we'll have a special edition of the buzz on gentrification. The show was taped this week in front of a live audience in Tucson. You can find all our episodes online at azpm.org and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for The Buzz Arizona. We're also on the NPR One app. Ariana Brocious produced and edited the show. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer. Andrea Kelly is the news director. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.